Hello and welcome back to the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxum, and I have a few quick things before we begin. I want to let you know I've recently started another series titled SCP Authors Anomalous, where I read SCP articles with their authors and we talk about them. I really recommend checking this out if you're a fan of the SCP wiki or if you want to learn more about it. Also, this was recorded in two parts. The first part was in November of 2021, and the second was in January. You'll probably notice a sudden leap in quality. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10th episode of Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxon, and today I am joined by a writer on the SCP Wiki, The Based God, number one rated uh, salesman, DJ Cactus. Hello, friends. I am DJ Cactus. I write things, I talk about things I have written, and then I complain about the people who also talk about things that I have written. Hell yeah. I don't know why I said number one rated salesman, but we're going to ignore that part. It's. I mean, kind of came the, out of my mouth, honestly. It's. It's. It's funny. It's. 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 A. Uh, it's an error emulating truth because I've. I've talked in the past a lot about how, um, you know, when you are a content creator, ninety percent of the work you do, um, is, uh, you know, the actual work of content creation, and then the last ten percent is marketing. But the marketing is all anyone really ever cares about, uh, because that is what draws in. People who are trying, you know, people who you would want to show your content to. So calling me a salesman is maybe not too far off the mark, but but perhaps for a reason that is unintentional. <laughs> Definitely unintentional, but I completely, uh, I completely feel that, and uh, I I get the grind. This is the worst part, but also the most important part. I hate it, but uh, nothing uncommon for content creators. Okay, well, I, I think a a good way to get started. Could you just explain what the SCP Wiki is to anybody who isn't aware? Oh, baby. Uh, yeah, so, um, oh man, how even to describe it? So it's a collaborative fiction writing project, right? Um, it was started uh, back in 2008 um, under, you know, uh, it, it was a originally um, kind of spawned off of a thread in 4chan, um, which, which uh, on, the, uh, uh, on the creepy board, um, and very early on, it was much different than it is now. Um, there was... It was more like a uh, uh, kind of like a monster manual, right? Or at least that that is how probably the most I wouldn't say apt description, but like the most convenient description. Uh, you had uh, effectively a catalog um, that people could contribute to of a bunch of different like weird things that were, um, you know, either in the universe uh, of or in the you know the fictional universe of of, of the wiki um, and. Uh, you know, they included things like uh, a set of keys that when you put them into a door, they open up to a bunch of different locations or a, a big lizard that you can't kill or a statue that if, it, if you look away from it, it'll break your neck. Um, and these are the kind of things that um, kind of populated that early set of, of you know, articles um, that were contributed to this catalog. And then over time, uh, that developed... Uh, you know, and the way it is presented is as a, a list of series, right? So you have um, uh, uh, the, um, you have, you know, a different, you know, the, the first series is the first 1,000 articles on the, on the wiki. Uh, and that includes a lot of the ones people know a lot about, uh, especially from the old days. You've got, you know, the lizard that I mentioned before. Um, which is SCP-682. You've got uh, the statue that does the neck break Rooney, uh, which is 173, the highest rated article on the wiki, and the first article 
on the wiki. And then just you've got reached seven thousand, I think. Yeah, which is nuts. Honestly, it's it's it is it blows my mind. When I joined, I think it was like plus one thousand, uh, which was crazy. huge. And, but you know, I've been here a long time, so. Um, and it's it it the it is a project without um like it, it is with it is a ship on a sea without a wheel right like the wiki doesn't have a, a set direction there is no outcome right there's not a there's not a purpose it is attempting to achieve what the wiki is is this you know this collaboration of um different writers from different backgrounds different point of views. Um, all contributing to this sort of uh, con- consensus canon. We talk a lot on the wiki about how there's not a central canon. There's not a, like a central, um, there's not a plot, right? There's not a through line. But there are things that are consistent from articles to articles and from different pieces of um, prose that get contributed to the wiki uh, over time. Um, and so what what then happens is as people have written, over the last, you know, thirteen years, they have contributed to that kind of growing hive mind kind of thing that that has developed uh, on the wiki over time. So, in short, it's a collaborative fiction writing project. Anybody can make a make an account on the wiki. Uh, if you know, you can come contribute your ideas. Um, the wiki has kind of like a self policing uh, quality policy, effectively, where. Anybody who has an account on the wiki can vote uh, up or down on any article. Um, and articles that you know are, reach a certain threshold in the negative are removed after a period of time. Um, and so that is it's it is a a loose way to uh, police police your quality, but it has worked more or less um, since its inception. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it has grown. Uh, to be a much bigger deal uh, than it was back when it first started. When I joined in 2014, there were just over 2,000 articles on the wiki, um, and we are well past 6,000 now. Um, we are, yeah, we've, we're we're really picking up steam too. I mean, there are just the cast of characters that has uh, when you talk about people who who contribute, uh, and I'm not just talking about writers either. I mean, we have a there is a vast. Um, community of different content creators um you know editors uh artists you know audio designers um you know web designers people who work with uh you know the css and the native wiki formatting to kind of push the envelope of um of what is capable within that that you know that space within that fiction um has been really really impressive and really really like a joy to be a part of right um so yeah, we we we've gotten we've gotten pretty big. I, I think it's probably safe to say that we've we have probably gone from being like a D list internet project to maybe a low B list internet project. <laughs> um, I, th- I think you know it, it it has surprised me the most over time uh, how people have you know started to come around not not necessarily come around to the idea of but like been introduced to the wiki without me knowing about it like. When um, the Volgan, everybody knows the Volgan, he does videos about uh, articles written on the wiki. Uh, he and I collaborated loosely uh, on a video that he did about one of my articles a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, I was showing it to my family, because they know kind of what I do here, um, my youngest brother knew about it right away. 
And he's like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea that you wrote that thing. I know all about this thing. Right. And that is crazy to me because yeah, that is so cool. um, it's, it's just, it, it is, it is weird to me that people know about this without having to be told about it. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I have, I've really, you know, I have, I have enjoyed uh, my time here. I've, you know, I've been here a long time. I plan on being here for a long time. Um, but it's, it is a very cool, very unique project that just there. I don't believe that there's anything else like it anywhere else on the internet. I could not agree more. Mm. When did you first get into it? How long have you been here? Uh, so I first, oh, uh, two, I guess it's two different answers. So I, I got into it in 2012. Um, I got linked a... Uh, or I was linked to SCP-087, which is the staircase um, on Reddit in in 2012 when I was in college, and uh, I was um, enraptured like from the the, the word go. Like I, it, you know, it was, uh, it, you know, it was one of those things where <laughs> you didn't, you know, I I wasn't one of the people who like started reading articles and like, oh my gosh, this is this is real, and I am my eyes have been opened. Uh, it was never that it was more, you know, I was, it was, it was a, a genre of fiction that was set like well into my wheelhouse, right? Like I really enjoyed kind of bite-sized horror fiction and bite-sized weird fiction. Um, and even some of the articles that were longer at the time, like, uh, SCP 093, uh, which is the red sea object was the first article that I read that I was like captivated by. Right. And a lot of people feel that way about those kind of early articles. There were some, you know, everybody always talks about how there's always one that grabbed you. And for me, it was 093. Um, and then later another one called four, five, five. That is the cargo ship. Um, those were the first two that really like reached out and kind of got me around the neck. And I was, I, I, you know, I was obsessed at the time. Um, and then I went to create an account, uh, on the wiki and I, uh, messed it up. I didn't put in the right information and my account was rejected and I was so embarrassed by it. I didn't come back for two years uh, <laughs> because I was like, oh my gosh, they know that I've done this horrible, this horrible crime. Uh, and what's really, what's really funny about it, um, is I'm pretty sure that, uh, me being gone for those two years is the reason why I'm DJ cactus now and not Dr. Benjamin. Cause that was the first account I applied under was Dr. Benjamin. Really? Which, it, with the benefit of hindsight, good move by me. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, so when I came back in 2014, um, I don't know why I came back. Uh, I I had been kind of reading the wiki kind of off and on for those, you know, in those that period of two years, um, and I got pretty familiar with not just you know the stuff that was written on the wiki, but I followed the um, the O5 wiki too, which is the staff website. And I kind of followed, you know, the discussions that were happening there. Um, and I, I you know, went through the forums a lot. I just kind of lurked. And um, after a while, I just got to the point where I wanted to give it a go. I had some ideas. And so I did. And, you know, with the, uh, that was, that was good for me. You know, I, I, I really, um, it came, the wiki kind of showed up at a time in my life that I really needed something like this. Um, and, you know, being able to contribute, uh, in that way in like a, in a creative way in that zone, um, was a boon, a huge boon to me at the time. I was in a pretty rough spot for a couple of years. Um, and just after I left college, I was working, 
Uh, I wasn't happy. I was, you know, in a pretty dark spot. And but the wiki was there, and that was something I could do, and that was something that I I found that I was pretty good at. Um, and I really enjoyed writing in that, you know, within that the you know the the confines of what is kind of acceptable on the wiki. I found that to be like a really interesting challenge, right? And so I've been here ever since. So I guess technically uh, I have been in the zone of the wiki for almost 10 years. Um, But as far as being a member, I've been a member for just over seven and a half. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's it's a really long time. Yes. (laughs) I mean, when I, when I look back on it, it's kind of crazy because, you know, um, it, it definitely does not feel like it's been that long. Um, but in, in all seriousness, it's, it has been uh, the vast majority of my 20s. I have spent as a member and an author uh, on the SCP wiki. Um, and that's kind of a crazy thing to hear myself say. You know what I mean? I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool, though. Nice. What was it like to, uh, what was it like when you wrote your first article? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> It, when I say you know, first, it, I mean like first article, not yeah, the one that's it, on the wiki right now. That, well, my first article is, first. It, my first article is still up. Uh, really? If you, yeah, if you can believe it, it, it has somehow survived. Um, oh. It's SCP-2812. It's called Echoes of Yesterday. And, oh man, it's so funny to even think about the difference between then and now. Because my, you know, it like, I've gotten to a point now. Um, you know, after all these years that I kind of have a pattern, like a rhythm when I get to writing things for the wiki, um, you know, in general, it takes me longer now for sure, uh, because I'm trying to do different things and I'm really trying to, um, be more thoughtful about the things that, that I write and do more work on the back end to make them better when they finally get on the wiki. But, um, very early on, it also took me a little while for most of those articles because, um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, my very first article, uh, I decided, like, I had a couple of different ideas, like things that I wanted to try out. Um, but it was tricky for me to, um, you know, I wanted to do it in such a way that, um, you know, I, I had resources to pull from, like when you're on the wiki, for example, uh, you know, the, the, everything on the wiki is licensed under creative commons. Uh, which is great when you're talking about a collaborative fiction writing project, but uh, it also, um, you know, you you are limited in things that you can pull in because you can't use resources that are also not, um, or that are not also within creative, like licensed under creative commons. Right. So like pictures are a big one. Like early on, I had no idea where to get images from. I wasn't very good at Photoshop. uh, So I just took pictures of the town that I worked in. Uh, and use those in my first article. I figured I would write kind of about what I knew, um, and, you know, write about the 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 town that I was working in at the time. Um, and so I wrote a story about, um, you know, some of those like small towns in Indiana that time has forgot uh, and people, you know, are generally kind of moving away from and moving out of. Um, and, you know, the story was about that and about the people who are kind of left there after the fact. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, a, a, you know, I can, you know, it's been such a long time now. I can't tell you exactly where my head was the whole time, but uh, I can tell you for, for sure it was kind of a harrowing process. 
Um, the wiki is much nicer now than it used to be. And not to say that it was a nasty place back then. Um, there were already a lot of people doing really good work to kind of uh, change the culture of the wiki and turn it from less of a den of bastards to uh, like a cool nightclub of bastards. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I received a lot of great criticism on that first article. Uh, you know, I worked with, um, you know, a couple of people who I ended up being pretty good friends with in the next, in, in the years following that, um, on, on that first one. And, uh, I remember when I got it up, uh, you know, getting feedback, uh, has always been like the reason that I like am so excited about posting things. Um, it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people get this, get this impression because of, you know, I'm the guy with all the upvotes, which is cool, but like the upvotes don't really mean anything at this point. Uh, comments are way more valuable than upvotes. Seeing people respond to things that you've written um, or things that you've created in general, I'm sure you feel the same way. I think a lot of content creators will say the same thing. <clears throat> Even if it's negative criticism, I feel such a like rush anytime somebody like acknowledges something that I have worked on and then responds to it in some way. And I, I can't really explain where that comes from, um, but it's been around since the very beginning. And oh, dude, in I fact, agree more. it's, it's, it's wild, right? Like it's one of those things where, um, especially in the first couple of years, uh, when I was writing articles and posting them to the wiki, a lot of times what I would do is, uh, I would write them in the morning or not, sorry, write them in the morning, write them in the late evening and then go to bed right after I post them because I couldn't, like, I knew that if I started looking at my comments that would come in, I'd be up all night. I had to go to bed <laughs> right away. And then when I woke up in the morning, I'd be, you know, awake to see whether or not it was well received or whether or not people hated it. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it's just different now than it was back then, right? Um, I, I definitely was a lot more nervous back then um, about writing, period. And uh, that first article, uh, you know, it really, you know, people were, people were chill. People were pretty, pretty cool about it. But it was, uh, it was a big leap. I'd never written anything like that before. Uh, I did a little bit of technical writing in college. Uh, but never to the extent, you know, that I have written since then uh, in fiction. So it's always, you know, I think it's kind of a when you jump into a new activity, um, what kind of, you know, you're never really sure what kind of response you're going to get. And I feel pretty good about how that all worked out in the grand screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's really neat. Like, uh, so you were a little bit of a, of a writer before you started on the wiki, right? Yeah, I mean, I was an English major, so I wrote a little bit in college. Um, honestly, the stuff I wrote when I was younger, uh, especially when I was in school, um, wasn't really that that good. I, uh, um, I, I've I have spoken about this kind of at length elsewhere, but um, I was kind of a dipshit when I was younger. Um, <laughs> I really, I was one of those guys who like thought my writing was really like introspective, and really profound, um, and it took me like having to grow up and realize that like, that's not necessarily the kind of thing people are even aiming for or, or people even like to read. Um, and I would much rather write things that people find entertaining and fun than things that I think that are profound myself. Uh, so, you know, when I was writing in college, a lot of what I was doing was, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of, you know, me trying to sound smart, I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh, and, um, when I started writing for the wiki, I didn't really need to worry about that because 
know, that was not what people. Well, yeah, that's not what people were really looking for. They wanted to be, you know, spooked out by scary monsters or read about some weird things, such and such. And, you know, I, when I, that was part of the process of me, I I think becoming a a more well-developed human being and not just a well-developed writer is learning that like, you don't like when you're writing for an audience, you should be more focused on what you can provide for the audience than just like, you know, how the writing makes PP feel strong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which sounds like a dumb thing to say, but like, I, I don't, I'm not out here writing to jerk myself off is I guess what I'm saying. I'm, I get what you're apologies saying. I get that's what you're a little saying. bit too blue for your channel, but that, you know, but that, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like I, I do this because I enjoy the response I get back from people. Like I enjoy people coming to me after the fact and saying like, Hey, I really like this thing that you wrote. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I got a lot, of, I got a good kick out of this or somebody saying, Hey, you know, that article that you, you put up the other day was really spooky. And like, I, I love that. I want to write something like it. Like that's the kind of stuff that, you know, gets me going in the morning, right? Like that's why I get out of bed is for, you know, when I see people, when I see people like uh, the exploring series on YouTube, who does videos of a bunch of different fiction projects, but has done videos of my articles that have, you know, millions of views and people in the comments are talking about like, you know, I really enjoy this. I really responded to this. Like, that is the shit that you put into your 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 veins that just it, it makes you feel away. Like the the fact that you are able to, you know, because when I was growing up, when I was younger, um, you know, I a lot of the the media franchises and or media franchises, a lot of the media that I consumed when I was younger helped me like develop a personality, right? It helped me develop, you know, things that I think are cool and and you know these these you know my sort of whole worldview, um, you know, that and obviously real life too, but being able to contribute to that for somebody else is like, that's, it feels good. Um, and so I, I write for, you know, a bunch of different, but that is, I think maybe not chief among them, but it's probably in the top three, uh, just that it, it feels good to be able to, provide that kind of content to people who who enjoy cactus cut out here for a second uh and there was a little pause but then we just kept going right afterwards uh in case you're wondering what that weird audio bit is that's cool that's a really cool reason to write and i could totally uh i could totally relate to the feeling of getting like any sort of feedback at all just helps mm-hmm. so much yeah like, uh, for hey sure. if you're listening to this you should comment something down below and uh, maybe leave a rating even like any type of criticism <laughs> highly appreciate it yeah, it, it just it's it is nice to, it's for people to see like or it is nice to see that people are because there's so much stuff out there, right? Like so many things are being produced in our, you know, in the world of the Internet that having people respond in any way just to sort of like give you that like heads up. like Oh, yeah, you're being noticed is is very, very cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So can you take what else you got? the process of writing an SCP like for you specifically? Sure. Like what is your creative process? Uh, it, it generally starts with like, I and I, what I've dis- what I've told people before is that like my whole my like my process starts very 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 small, um, and it usually just starts with vibes, right? I've talked a lot before about how I've written stuff based off of music that I've heard, but not like based off of lyrics, um, but more like how a thing makes you feel when you experience it, <laughs> I guess, um, with uh you know with um 
music, uh, you know, I a lot of times I, you know, I'll be listening to a song, and either it'll inspire some kind of memory or, or evoke some kind of emotion that I just kind of, you know, become aware of a feeling um, that, um, you know, that is either new or profound or, or just something that feels you know, a certain way. Um, and then what I, what I like to do after that is, is trying to consider, well, what, what is it about this feeling that I think is, um, you know, kind of consequential and what is, um, you know, why am I feeling a certain way about something? And then how can I capture that with fiction, <laughs> you know, um, which is kind of a crazy thing because effectively what you're saying is like, you want to turn your feelings into a story, um, which like, so I guess what I'm getting at is that I don't ever start with plot, right? Like I'm never, it is never an interest to me to kind of, you know, start with where, where the story needs to go. It always just starts with like, how is the story going to make somebody feel like when I'm, when I'm writing, what I'm trying to do is take an emotion that I've had and put it into somebody else's brain. Um, and uh, I usually just start right at the very beginning. I mean, I, you know, I, the, the, the SCP format has, um, you know, a kind of regimented intro to it um, where you, you know, you have all the in-universe stuff like the item number, the object class, the description and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I will kind of throw some stuff down there just to get words on the page and then just, and go from there and see what, see what happens. Right. And it, a lot of times it is, um, you know, a little more, uh, how do I even say it? It's like a lot of times it is less important what I put down early on, as long as I get out, um, because the stories just develop over time. Um, and I, you know, I have, I have been known to rewrite huge sections of almost finished works, um, because either I didn't like the, the direction that it was going previously, or, you know, I, 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 you know, sat down and had a good think about it and was like, well, you know, that's cool, but I could do this instead. Um, and, and really like that as a, as an idea instead. So, um, you know, I, I have been known to, uh, and have been criticized before and, and fairly so, um, for, uh, you know, <laughs> writing, leaving, leaving some things open when I'm writing, like leaving, uh, um, leaving plot holes open or leaving, uh, some, uh, you know, details, uh, open. And the reason for that is because I've always write front to back. Um, and a lot of times I kind of know what, where I want the ending of it to be, uh, because I know that like, if I get to a certain point, I will have captured that feeling. Um, but along the way, some of the details in the middle make it a little messy or I may change some stuff. And then, you know, because I'm, fairly disorganized when I'm writing, I'll, I will either, you know, forget or go, you know, go back and change something and, and, um, and not change it somewhere else. So, uh, I would say as I'll, you know, on the whole, my writing process is pretty loose. Um, and that is maybe why it takes me so long now, uh, at least much longer than it used to, um, to get stuff out and like get stuff on paper. Uh, because, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, working on details and then reworking over details. And then like, oh, well, I also need to do this section, uh, but I've put it off now for a month and now I got to come back to it. And okay, well, what was I trying to do here? Um, and so I, you know, I run into those issues a lot too. 
So, and now I'm in, you know, I'm in the middle of a bigger project that I've been working on for um, a couple of months or not a couple months, mm-hmm. I guess now a full year and a half, two years or so. Um, and so no longer is it just like the struggle to maintain consistency within the scope of a single article. You're also trying to maintain consistency within the scope of many different articles. Um, and, you know, trying to, uh, trying to make that happen while also being like interesting to read is hard. And I, you know, that's why I, I have a lot of respect for people who write long form fiction that does the same way. I don't know how they do it. Um, one, I don't know how they have the time to do it. Uh, And two, it requires a level of discipline. I think when you're writing, I don't know that I have yet. That's probably the next big thing that I'm going to have to work on like as a writer. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say that's what it is. If you were to ask me of how I write things, I would say I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying to capture a vibe and then fighting my own disorganization to make that happen. Okay, okay, I see. That's really interesting. I feel like the idea of communicating an emotion through a story is something that, like, that's what really sets a story apart from others. Mm-hmm. Especially on the wiki. Like, all the best stories, you can, like, say an emotion is associated with them. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I feel like that is, like, you know, it, it, some, like, the words themselves have value. Right. Like it's writing. It, it would be silly to, to argue otherwise. Um, but for my money, if I am trying to, you know, put put an idea in somebody's head, I don't want to just put a string of text in their head. Right. I want to capture some kind of emotion and then give that to them as a way of like, I mean, writing is effectively trying to incept somebody else's brain. Right. Like you are trying to take an idea that has only ever existed within your own skull and then using the medium of text and you know computer magic, put it into somebody else's head and have them experience it the same way that you did. Um, so trying to capture these these like trying to capture vibes, right? Is mm-hmm. is is the way that the um, that I have found is the most know, most productive, most um, efficient way to to try and you know capture that energy. And give it to somebody else. Okay, all right, very cool. All right, um, so could you actually take me quickly, like, through what the bits and pieces of an SCP article are, like the the object class, the like number, the special containment procedures, just so people yeah, listening have some context. For sure. The so the the very first, um, in fact, let me pull an article up here real quick, so I can kind of go top to bottom. Um, oh, good idea. Uh, let me see here. What are we going to do? We're going to do this one because it's easy. Um, so a lot, you know, at the very top of the article, and I should say this too, the formatting of SCPs has changed pretty dramatically over time. Um, you know, the standard formatting. There is still a base formatting that is, um, you know, kind of the one that is in the guides and the one that, uh, a lot of people use if they are fairly new to the wiki. Like these are, you know, it has a lot of the basic stuff in it, right? Where you have um, at the top, you'll have an item number, and that's just whatever spot that article occupies on the the main list, which is the list of SCPs from you know one or zero down to six hundred or six thousand nine hundred ninety nine right now. Um, and the uh, you know, you'll have, um, you know, the item number at the top 
and then you have uh, the object class in there as well. Um, there are three. There are three primary object classes, uh, or three original object classes, I guess is what you can look at them as. Um, those being safe, Euclid, and Keter. Um, each the object class is kind of uh, an indicator of uh, in universe how difficult is a thing to contain, uh, because the foundation's stated principle is that they are, um, you know, as an organization, they are working to uh, keep um, the paranormal and the paranatural and, you know, things within their scope uh, out of the public eye because of, well, for a variety of reasons, but mostly because they are uh, trying to, uh, you know, keep people from being exposed to that, either because they think it, it is dangerous to you know the public health or because they you know that kind of revelation that they're like spooky monsters and ghosts and shit all over the place uh, would be too much for our society to handle um and different people have different interpretations of that too but um you know since the stated principle is containment that containment class is all about like well how difficult is it to do this so safe class articles or safe class anomalies um generally are the ones that you can just kind of put them in a box and leave them alone they won't do anything whereas keter class anomalies were are those that will actively attempt to break containment either um you con consciously or otherwise um and there are many variations on that as well um there is a long list of what are considered esoteric containment classes which are containment classes that don't fall within that those you know that very simple scope. Um, I've used many of them myself, um, and there are other formatting or other ways that the that whole information block is formatted that gives you other options. There are the there's the disruption class um, that or the, the disruption and risk classes um, that I use uh, in the it's called the ACS. Uh, header that is uh, on a lot of my articles, I think all of my articles now, um, that it basically just adds additional information about how dangerous is this thing and what is the risk of like, if it was released, like if it broke containment, what is the risk that it would disrupt, um, you know, general society as a whole. Um, so you have information like that. And then some people put in, um, you know, other various information at the top. I mean, it's all very like in character, right? It's all, you know, in universe, here's some information about this thing um, that we think is relevant or interesting narratively. And then there are the containment procedures, which are, <laughs> um, it, you know, an, an important part of the document in universe, because those are effectively instructions on how to keep something uh, contained, uh, something that is, going to be acting in an unusual or anomalous way. Um, but, you know, the meat of the article by far is the description and everything that comes afterwards um, in 99% of cases, because that's where the story gets told. Um, you know, the description is what is the thing and you know what about it is strange or unusual. And then all the, you know, uh, different addendums to that uh, description into the article that come afterwards are are really the meat and potatoes of the thing. That's where you tell, um, you know, the the story. To use one as an example, the one I have pulled up here right now, um, SCP twenty nine thirty five is an article that I wrote a couple of years ago. It's called O Death, um, and 
the containment procedures for that article, which are unusual in in this case, um, is just a single uh, sentence. Um, the description itself is only three paragraphs, but then there are a variety of exploration logs, um, which are just like transcripts of recordings made by um, you know task force agents in investigating this unusual thing. Um, those transcripts make up by far the majority of the article. Um, in fact, another article that I've written that people, a lot of people know more about is SCP-1730. It's called What Happened to Site-19, or Site-13, rather. Excuse mm -hmm. me. Uh, that uh, article is very, very long. <laughs> I, I wrote maybe too much on that article. <laughs> um, and it is overwhelmingly exploration logs uh, and, and those kind of like log transcripts, right? Um, and it, it, it is it is a little bit of a cop out, I'll admit, because it is easier to tell a tell a narrative when you're doing it in dialogue. Uh, I think in a lot of cases, um, but it's also compelling. I mean, it is it is compelling to um, you know try and write a story using just dialogue, um, and it is compelling for people to kind of be you know get a first person look at you know, how events are unfolding. Um, and there are a lot of different things. I mean, people, people use, um, you know, they use testing logs. Like, well, we have this weird thing. We're going to do a bunch of weird shit to it and see what happens. Um, you know, that is a, a, that's part of it. That is a thing that, oh, excuse me. Um, that is a, a different kind of uh, log that people might include to tell their story. They might have, data logs and they might have audio recordings and you know a variety of different things right um and all of these different aspects of an article are all still trying to do the same thing which is uh de describe a narrative within a very confined format um so yeah top to bottom that's that's that is what how they usually are laid out um but it, it would be silly for me to sit here and say like that is those are the only options People have done some wild things with the format, uh, especially in the last couple of years as the wiki has kind of developed over time. Um, and one of the things I enjoy the most about the wiki is that it has never been, um, you know, there are always people who are kind of pushing the boundary of what is considered an article on the main list. Uh, and people are never, nobody is ever, well, I should say, the people who are there, there's never a shortage of people who are willing to push that boundary instead of sitting there and saying like, oh, well, the format's good enough, let's just leave it as is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So many, like, mm -hmm. articles that just change things up so much, like, especially recently, like, um, like, uh, there are even articles that, oh, what was, uh, I remember there's one by Random Meanie where you literally have to, like, type text in to the article itself, uh, and that's yes. when it starts showing up. Yeah. Random and I had a, um, uh, Random, uh yeah, that, yeah, it's Randomini. I know it sounds. It, he's Australian, so oh. uh, I I used to call him Randomini, and he he got after me one time. It's <laughs> it's like ran, Randama and then I, uh, you know, as if you were saying it with an Australian accent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Randomini had a. Um, uh, I think that was one of the first articles that really kind of kicked off that um, that idea that like an article doesn't just need to be you know, item class or item number, object class, but bang, 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 bang. It could be all kinds of different things. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, during the recent SCP-6000 contest that was held at the beginning of this year, 
there was a huge group project, uh, SCP, I think it's 6,500. Um, let me double check that before I put my foot in my mouth. Um, I think it is that one. I remember seeing it is 6,500. Yes. I know the exploring it, series did like eight egg videos on it or something. It is. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. It, w and well-deserved too. It's a huge article. Um, and it's presented in a way that is, you know, borderline, uh, within the format. But I mean, it, it is a, a monumental piece of work. Like the work that went into it is in like, honestly, kind of insane. Um, and the, you know, is it like those early articles? Like it is fit neatly within the, the bonds of, uh, that first, you know, those first articles, like the way they are formatted and structured. No, not even remotely. But is it very, very cool? Yes, it's extremely cool. Um, and I think like people sometimes within this community kind of get hung up on the idea of um, articles being, you know, a certain way. Uh, and I, I think it is more important, especially when you are talking about... Um, you know, writing for an audience that you have to remember you are trying to entertain people, right? Like you're, you're trying to, you're trying to do something creative in a way that provides a benefit to an audience. Um, and for my money, you know, it is, if, if I think I can, I can do that, uh, more effectively with a story that doesn't fit within the boundaries of the format, then I don't give a shit about the format, right? It is more important to me that I'm, I'm able to tell a story in a way that is cool and people like than it is that I tell a story in a way that fits within a certain set of rules. You know what I mean? Not to say that the rules don't have value because the rules are effectively a restriction on a, a restriction on fiction um, you know, by forcing you into a certain kind of confine um, as you're as you're working on creating you know a narrative. Uh, but the um, you know, fighting against those rules and, you know, finding ways to be creative around them um, while still maintaining the general shape of those rules is one of like the really cool things about writing here, because you, you always have to be doing that if you want to be you know pushing the envelope. Um, and that's something that I really, really have enjoyed about about being part of this whole thing. Yeah, it's definitely something I love about the wiki. It's just how things just keep evolving and progressing. It never stays the same. Yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, if you look at an article written from when I first started back in, you know, 2014, um, you know, how that looks now, you know, compared to how articles look now in general, it is a it is a night and day difference. I mean, and that's not to say that the writing is better or worse. I mean, people have a variety of different opinions about that. Um, but I think in general, it can be said that, you know, authors on the wiki now have a lot more tools. Um, that they can use to tell a story the way they want to. Um, and they have a lot more experience. Uh, there are a lot more examples of articles that are really, really good in the past uh, on the wiki now than there were, you know, seven years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the wiki has developed considerably since then. And the format has, has developed the same way. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to say real quick, I don't know if it came through or not, but I opened SCP-6500 like on my computer just to look at it and mm -hmm. music started playing. I don't know if that came through like uh, this. I stream. didn't hear it. But oh, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot. I, had, I, 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 have, I, have, I always forget that there is music there uh, <laughs> because in a lot of cases I have my browser muted. But yes, that uh, uh, it, man, if you have not had the opportunity to 
uh, audience, you should go read SCP-6500. It's very, very cool. I'll definitely um, have to as well. Sounds super cool. Just looking at the format yeah. is so neat. Sorry about yeah. the noise. <laughs> Didn't realize it was going to be music. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're wondering what those three three notes were, that's what that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, super cool. Definitely adding that to my reading list. Very cool. All right. Welcome back to the Create Stuff Podcast. Wait, why am I saying that? Welcome welcome back to the second part of this episode of the Create Stuff Podcast, No I guess. time has passed between the <laughs> no first section passed. and this second section. No I time. Spent like five minutes. Five minutes, yes, maybe. Yes, five minutes. Five I minutes. stepped out of the room and then came back. It has <laughs> that's not, being generous. That's, has, that's being generous. It certainly has not been a month. No, no, definitely not. No, it hasn't been an extremely not. long length of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> definitely not i definitely have not recorded other episodes of this podcast between these two parts no of course not why would that be a thing that would ever happen my no my no, schedule is perfect and has no faults <laughs> <laughs> okay hello, well, i will sean. say actually <laughs> what did you say i said hello sean hello cactus <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I actually meant to tell you this before I started recording, but I'll tell you now on air, why not? I actually interviewed Randum and I uh, for this podcast. Ah, uh, Randum and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... He had he had a question he wanted me to ask you, actually. Oh. That's how I think I'm going well, to start the second half. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. Okay. Uh, the entire interview was, really, but, you know. Yes, it's. Uh, I, I, I did a show with him one time. Age, well, I, should say, I shouldn't say I did a show with him. He did a show to me. Uh, some years ago, uh, called the thing random. The thing random and I is making me do. Correct. And I know all about it. It was uh, one of the more transformative experiences of my uh, life. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I never. I didn't realize up until that point, uh, truly, how much fear uh, a single human can endure uh, all at once, and uh, it really opened my eyes. Honestly. <laughs> All right, what, He's going to love hearing that. What did he want to know? <laughs> he wanted to know when the second season of How to Pronounce Randomized Name is coming out. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, not again. I don't, I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do it again. Um, uh, uh, my bones are, are, are still so fragile from from the from the old days. The old days. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Well, well, listener, this episode is going to come out before that one because it feels like a more natural progression. Oh. But uh, you yeah, get excited to hear that it might come out like a week after this one. Uh, I think a more natural try and release these, a more uh, natural des- one week after the other. descent into chaos for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That interview. It was interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I bet. I imagine it was. <laughs> all right let's all right, but, uh, let's get into about it random and i yeah okay so um what elements do you think an scp article or tale needs to be considered a great article within the context of the wiki i think the um the biggest thing is um that you need to be kind of like realistic about what you're trying to accomplish um I, one of the, the things i see most frequently that people run into issues with when they're trying to create something big or, or something that is like, you know, somebody sits down and says, ah, oh, I'm going to write my, my, you know, 
my masterpiece. And then they, you know, are disappointed with whatever they're able to come up with because they're, they're approaching it the wrong way, right? I don't think you should ever sit down and try to write great articles uh, or try and, and write, uh, I should say, not great articles. Every article should be great, but try and write like bangers, right? Like, oh, this is going to be the next big viral thing. I don't feel like that's the approach you should try and have. I feel like a much healthier uh, approach to that sort of thing is um, just trying to create like a cohesive narrative that is narratively interesting, right? Like there are a lot of different factors that play into that and it's, it's subjective, you know, between even different people. But I think the, you know, the, the big thing that you can, um, you know, really stress for people is like, sit down and just try and tell a story, right? Just try and tell the story that you want to tell. Um, and if that resonates with people, then that's great. But you, you won't get there by trying to like turn something into something that it's not right. I've, I've written a bunch of different articles in the past that were, um, you know, I went into them thinking like, okay, this is going to be my next big thing. Um, and they've, they have floundered because, you know, I, I was approaching it with the wrong kind of headspace, right? I, I went into it thinking like, I need to do everything I can to make this the next big thing. Um, and then inevitably, if I, if I even got the article out, um, you know, it would just kind of be disappointing, you know, it didn't do the way I wanted it to do. And then I would get discouraged, um, and I think that's that's not a healthy way to approach it, right? I think the the better option is to, you know, find a way or, you know, find the story that you want to tell, tell the story in an, in an interesting way, and then see what happens. And don't get, you know, don't get um, turned off if it's, um, you know, if it's, if it's not performing the way that you want it to and understand that, um, you know, reactions to things on the wiki are, fully fluid um, and, and you can't really predict or nail down what any one, uh, you know, reaction to an article is going to be based off of, you know, past experiences. Um, but, you know, if you were going to ask about a, like a single element that I th think needs to be in every article for it to be successful, uh, images, I think images need to be on every single article. It's not that hard and you don't need to make them. I mean, one of the things that turns me off to an article immediately is opening up a page and not seeing any pictures. And I know that sounds like a, oh, okay, you didn't you can't see any pictures. He needs, <laughs> needs his picture book. But like, it's such a way to connect a, like a story with an emotion or with like a, a like, like really anchor the reader in a, in a moment um, because we're, you know, we as humans are, are very visual in how we, you know, in, you know, engage in, um, you know, memory and how we engage in, um, you know, storytelling. Um, you know, you're, you're effectively, when you're writing, you're trying to capture an image and put it in somebody's brain. Um, and that's a lot easier. I think when you actually have a picture on the page, um, and plus it's super easy. Like I wrote an article 39 or 3930. It's the pattern screamer. And that's an article about nothing. The, the, I mean, literally in the article, in the world of the article is an article about nothing. Um, and it's really hard to find a picture of nothing. Um, so what I did instead was I put in, uh, just a picture of some mountains in like the region that the article took place in. Um, and that was enough. And honestly, it's one of my favorite pictures in any article that I've put on the wiki period. You don't need to be some kind of, you know, Photoshop 
person or you know CSS wizard or something to to make something that is that is acceptable and, and cool. I mean, some of my favorite pictures on the wiki are you know the ones that are the most understated, um, and I think that's uh, I think that's something that you know people really need to to include. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not a deal breaker. Obviously, there have been great articles written that don't have that. Um, but if you really want to kind of zhuzh it up in a way that immediately captures people's attention, a good picture will do that. Okay, good advice. Mm. And I think especially the first part of, half of what you said about uh, writing something and not expecting it to be like big when you write it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that applies to honestly any form of content. Like, because just focusing on making something that'll do well rather than something that actually makes you happy just always leads to misery usually burnout stuff like that well here's the thing about that too and you know since we were originally going to get to this at some point anyway so i had a big twitter thread a couple of weeks ago um about you know kind of my experiences with expectations on the wiki and how for a long the longest time um i was very my approach to the wiki was not a healthy one um you know i i when it got, you know, when I started getting a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, s- steam behind me, you know, and I got some momentum going here, uh, one of the, like, I started aiming for, okay, this next article needs to reach such and such many upvotes. And I need to be able to, um, you know, get to such and such place. Uh, you know, I, w- I want to get to this place on the, you know, the, the top overall board uh, for, for upvotes. And I did that for a long time, like multiple years. Um, and that is not good, right? I, I wasted a lot of time um, that I could have spent, you know, living my life um, if I had not been doing that. And it's just not like there's, there is a healthy approach to creating, um, uh, creating any kind of content, right? Where you do it because you enjoy doing it or because it brings you joy or because it is... Um, something that, you know, you enjoy to do in your free time. And that's kind of how I approach it now, right? Like I have projects that I've been working on for a long time. Um, and, you know, the reason I have taken such a long time to work on them is because I'm not letting those articles, you know, or you know my expectations for those articles get in the way of like my actual life, right? Like what I do when I'm not here. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's just... And it's hard to tell people, especially from the position that I'm in now, because it's easy for me to say like, oh yeah, the upvotes don't matter. Like go live your life. And people will say like, well, but you're the, you're the upvote guy. Like you're the one with like your number one overall. How can you you possibly say that? And what I try and tell people is like, yeah, I can say it from experience that this is the, um, you know, this is, this is where that leads you. I mean, you know, I, I was, I spent a lot of unhappy years um, where I was just sort of masking my own personal issues with, um, you know, upvotes on the wiki. You know, that, that little hit of dopamine that you get whenever you see that little number go up. Um, and that's not good. Like, that's not a, that's not a healthy place to be. Um, so my, I mean, now what I tell people is, you know, do it because you like to do it. Do it because it's fun. Don't do it because you're trying to to, you know, hit a number or, you know, reach some kind of position that you have in mind, because that's just, it's, it's a losing effort. Um, and you will not be happy as a result of it. Agreed completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. How do you get ideas or inspiration for SCPs? 
I listen to a lot of music. Um, you know, I, 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 people ask me this all the time and I, I don't really have a good answer for it because I think it's, I think this is one of those things that is, you know, like this asking somebody where their dreams come from, right? Like when you are, you know, you can't really answer it because you don't know, like those things just sort of pop up spontaneously, right? They, they appear, um, and they don't have, you know, you can't, you can't say like, well, I, you know, I thought about such and such during the day and then I had a dream about it. Like, that's not really how that works. Those, those things just kind of generate. Um, but generally what I, what I have, how I have answered this question in the past is that what I try and do is, you know, if I am experiencing and it, it's the same way with, you know, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of, um, or listen to a lot of radio, um, listen to a lot of music and generally what I'm trying to do is capture an emotion, right? Like what will happen is I'll, I'll watch a movie or, or listen to some song or whatever. And then I'll, I will feel a certain way in it, like while I'm consuming that media, it will, it will invoke a certain emotion or evoke a certain emotion uh, in me. And then I start thinking like, okay, well that's, I, I really enjoy that. How do I create an article or how do I write something that helps me feel the same thing that I felt just now when I was, you know, consuming this other piece of media. Um, and so that's how I've done it, you know, kind of, I mean, for everything in the past, like I, most of the articles that I've written have been inspired either by, um, you know, an article that I heard or saw somebody else write or, you know, something else I've read on the wiki or, you know, just trying to capture a feeling that I had while I was consuming, um, you know, some other kind of media somewhere else and then trying to, to emulate that same feeling elsewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I, I wish I had, like, that, that's, this is one of the ones that I have the hardest time answering. Like, people say, well, like, well, where'd you have the idea for this? And I'm like, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. It just, like, it appeared in my head, right? Like, it just, it just showed up one day. Like, this is, this is how, you know, some things I, I have workshopped for a longer and they've just sort of developed over time. But, for you know, for the most part, most of the things that I have, um, I have thought of, or most of the articles that I have, you know, put together in the past, their origin is just a feeling, right? And then just trying to write something that evokes that same feeling. Right. I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Super cool. It's actually interesting that you mentioned music because uh, John Bramblett, who I had on for the eleventh uh, episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. He said the pretty much the same thing for how he gets uh, inspiration for art and how he uses colors in his art. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's Super cool. it is definitely one of those things that is different from person to person. Um, you know, everybody kind of you know goes into you know the creative process in a different way, um, and it's 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 honestly very cool to um, you know hear people who not not just other writers but other you know like the artists in our community or the people who make music. Um, kind of where everybody's, you know, where all of their, you know, where they, where they come from, like where, what are they trying to do um, and how do they accomplish that? I think it's one of the cooler parts of, of being here for so long is that I've been exposed to a lot of those different, um, not just a lot of different people, but a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different ways of accomplishing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying completely. And if you also, listener, like hearing about that sort of thing, then you are at the right podcast at the moment. <laughs> the plug. <laughs> The plug. <laughs> the, the plug for the show that you're already listening to. <laughs> that you're like at least an hour into by uh, now uh-huh. as well. 
Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, what tips do you have for beginning SCP writers? Beginning SCP writers. Uh, read a lot. Read everything. I mean, as much stuff as you can. Um, you know, when I first started writing here, there was a lot less on the wiki. I mean, I, I joined just after the SCP-2000 contest. So, you know, there wasn't nearly as much content. Um, and honestly, I think the, the abundance of content will help in that regard. Um, you know, what I always tell people is go back through the last, you know, 24 months of top rated by month and just kind of pick out articles from the top. I mean, you know, and that's not to say that those top rated articles are the best articles because rating is kind of a subjective thing and it's, it's not really indicative of quality, but <laughs> it, it is maybe the best generalized way to ensure that the thing you're reading is going to be at a certain level of quality. Um, and just go through those and start reading them. I mean, reading those articles, finding how they, um, you know, finding what their, uh, um, what, you know, makes them work. And, you know, I, and I try and tell people like, you can't, it's not just about, um, you know, writing an article that is cool or has a cool twist or whatever. Like you need to be able to read something and find out why it is effective in, in what it's trying to do. Um, and tell me like, why, what, why is it that this article evokes the emotions that it does? Why does it capture the reader's attention the way that it does? Um, you know, and when you can do that, then you can start to apply those same kind of techniques to your own writing. Um, and with, uh, writing, um, you know, for first time writers, the, I really think that they need that kind of wealth of, you know, knowledge ahead of time to, and that's not to say that people haven't just dove in straight into it and been successful. Um, you know, I, I worked with a person a number of years ago who, you know, she said that she wanted to be, um, you know, write something on the wiki cause we had talked about it and she thought it was kind of cool. And so we, um, you know, we kind of talked through it a little bit and she just went out and did it. And it was, you know, a, a, a pretty decent article. Um, you know, I, I contributed very little less out of proofreading. And that was like one of those things where, you know, it was, it was cool to see somebody kind of dive into it, even if they don't have, um, you know, the years and years of sitting around in chat, like soaking up all the information you can, um, you know, just, it, you know, if you have a good idea and are a competent writer and can kind of emulate those same techniques and same, you know, stylings that other people do in other articles, um, I think that is a, a recipe for success um, here. I mean, it's, you know, I always tell, especially first time writers, like pick an article that you really like um, and then copy the style, like copy, copy all the things in it. Like, you know, if it's got a, a, the way an interview log is set up, like copy that and then put your own ideas in there. And, and, you know, I'm not telling people to plagiarize anything, obviously, but like finding a way to, um, you know, use training wheels, you know, effectively when you're working on your first article. I mean, you don't even have to post it. Just, you know, put your first article together, you know, shop it around, see what people think, and then use those, what you've learned from that to, um, you know, write the next one or the one after that. And don't, don't get discouraged if these things aren't working. You know, there are any number of reasons why people don't respond to things well. Um, you know, the best thing you can do is just try a bunch of different things, find something that works and then, you know, keep, keep adjusting from there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't agree more. 
Uh, I remember I'm like currently working on writing my first no, recipe yeah, article, yeah. and I've just been like reading as much stuff as I could possibly find from like different series and different ideas. It helps a lot. It, it and it's you know it it is easy to get overwhelmed too. Like in the um, you know with with just with there being just so many articles and oh, yeah. with the you know the perpetual um, you know arms race of you know, formatting tricks or, you know, different, different techniques people are using. It is, it is easy to get overwhelmed, but, um, you know, I always tell people like, don't, don't try and do too much all at once, find things that work for you. Um, and then just, you know, build off of that progress. I'll tell you right now, the best way to kind of like make a name for yourself here is just get a couple on, like, just get some on. Like once people start seeing that, like the, <laughs> The secret about the wiki is that there's a lot of content. And I guess it's not a secret, but like, <laughs> like the the unwritten or unspoken, like unfortunate truth of the wiki is that there's just so much being produced there all the time that for readers, a lot of times they will absolutely look for names, right? They'll look for people whose names they recognize because they they feel like that is something that they can like see visually. That will ensure that they're not wasting their time reading an article that isn't any good, and I don't, right, I don't, right. I don't think that's a, I don't think it's good for the community, but I, it is real. Um, you know, we, uh, we are, um, you know, a big community at this point, and there is a a, a lot of different media, uh, a lot of different content that people can consume as they come in and out of that community, um, and. You know, people want something reliable. So if they sit down and they're going to spend half an hour reading an article, they don't want it to be, you know, something disappointing. And if they, you know, find a name that they recognize, a name that they know has written other things in the past that they have enjoyed, um, you know, they are more willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, right? Right, right. Yeah. Completely fair, and that's how kind of how it is in almost any medium nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you go on YouTube and you you go to your subscription feed rather than like your home menu usually to see what's good to watch. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, and it's it is uh, it it's not always fair for people. Um, you know, people people don't want to feel like they have to play a game to to make it work here, right? And I I agree. Right. I you know I wish there was you know I wish I knew what the answer was here, um, but I don't. Uh, and I'm not sure anybody does, um, or you know, the people who have ideas about how to, uh, you know, kind of change things up here maybe don't have the best intentions for those ideas. But in general, I think that the the better option is to um, just work it, start it small, and go from there. You know what I mean? Right. Agreed completely. Mm-hmm. And again, like uh, if you're writing because you want recognition and like fans and stuff like that, you're gonna have a much more miserable time than if you're writing just because it's something you want to do correct and enjoy yeah i agree with that but however if you do like hearing more about authors and their works and their thoughts on their works you should check out my other podcast scp authors anomalous that i have recently started it's kind of cool the plug again but (laughs) but but for a different show I gotta, I gotta shove them in here somehow i'll I'll Uh. get i'll get a few more in here later trust me uh I actually want to briefly bring that up, though, because you, Mr. Cactus, uh, gave me some very good advice for it. SCP Authors Anomalous, it's very, very cool. You guys should check it out. I essentially have on uh, authors on the SCP Wiki, and we talk about their works, we read their works, and we talk about them. It's super cool. Yeah, it is. It was When you described it to me, it was a very cool idea. I cannot wait to see how that one plays out. Yeah. 
Uh, I will tell you, I'll take this part off, but um, I will tell you, I did end up going with uh, actually the first half of the idea instead of the second one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I decided like the second one is still a really cool idea that I would love to do someday, mm-hmm. but it would require a lot more production value. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a better idea like is if if I do like 10 episodes of this and then I can I could even like transition it over to that if I really want to. But honestly, I'm just enjoying this a lot. Yeah. It's really fun to I, just talk to authors about their works. Yeah, it is. It is what like people get people, even people who are a little bit more reserved in general. I've always found when you start asking them about the things that they create, they really, really open up about it. And that's always fun. Like, oh, yeah. you know, especially people who are who are more reserved anyway. I am obviously not that way. I'm just kind of like this all the time. <laughs> So this is not anything new for anybody who knows anything about me. Um, but, you know, some of the people who I've, I've talked to in the past, like when I did my own show, um, you know, they were you know, generally pretty quiet people who once you get them in front of a microphone and start asking them about the things they've written, they just they, they could not shut up. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like something I feel like that's part of the magic of like a podcast like this. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's awesome. And uh, actually, okay, well, now I have to leave, leave this in because you've given me a brilliant transition. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, tell me a little bit more about Cactus Cast. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, like, it was something that I had wanted to do uh, for a while, like, when I, you know, when I was first reading about articles, um, or first reading articles back before I even joined the wiki. Like, it was, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to get these people on the show and, and, and talk to them about like the writing and the process and, and everything. Um, and you know, it's like, I really enjoyed it while I did it. Right. Like I enjoyed, um, the process of talking to people. I enjoyed the process of putting together those interviews. Um, I prepared not at all for most of them, um, I would usually have somebody's author page pulled up and just kind of fling questions at them as they would arise. And I felt like that really worked for the what I was trying to do at the time, just kind of have like an off the cuff. You know, it was not really a staged interview. There, there was not a lot of um, forethought that went into it. It was very just kind of like sitting down and chatting briefly about, you know, what people, how people felt about different articles um, that they had written. And... Man, I had, I, you know, I did have a good time doing it. Um, but you know, you do something long enough and you develop a certain amount of baggage in doing that. And it got to a point, um, you know, in that process where I had gone through most of the, the big, you know, the big ones that I had wanted to, to do, uh, a lot of those big interviews. Um, and um, you know, then you get to a point where, you know, things change, um, and you, you're not sure you know, who would even be interested at that point or who, you know, who you could, um, you know, work with, uh, anymore. And I don't think it's, it is a, um, you know, I don't, I don't regret the, like where all that came from. Like, I, I don't, re- you know, regret the fact that we, you know, I mean, I thought, I think I had a pretty good run on that show. I mean, I did it for, mm-hmm. you know, 40, 50 episodes or whatever it was. Um, if that many, uh, and you know, we, I, I feel like it was, it was great at the time, but I think there are other better people who could do that than me. People who will prepare a little bit more, um, you know, and have the, the kind of enthusiasm for, and at the same time, you know, life kind of caught up and I had, 
um, you know, a, a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, IRL at the time, uh, those were some weird years for me, and it just it was unsustain right. it was unsustainable. So uh, I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed you know the process. I like having those um, available for people, and and every now and then I'll still have people who you know come and ask me about you know oh you know I listened to such and such you know interview and you know I really enjoyed this question and it's it's funny to me now because like they're they're talking about something that happened seven years ago and I'm like oh my god. They're like, yeah, you you mentioned this about this article. Uh, what did you mean there? And I'm like, well, first of all, I forgot that I wrote that article, and second of all, I <laughs> I fully forget the context of that interview. Like, it just happened such a long time ago. So, um, yeah, I uh, I I think that the I think it is a cool process. Um, I really enjoy um, you know people who I really enjoy listening to those kind of shows. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad there are other people who've kind of picked up that mantle, um, and I, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's it, it is I I, don't, I was not the first at all. Uh, I think Toad King was doing his show before I did um, mine. Um, I don't think mine was the best by far, and I'm glad that there are other you know other good shows that are doing something similar um, since then. Uh, you know, it, it, it is, it is, it is very rewarding for me to watch other people kind of pick that ball up and run with it. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, I remember, uh, tell me if you agree with this or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like discovering SCP by Darnell and Tanhoney kind of seems like a spiritual successor to Cactus Cast in a way. Uh, it certainly has the same kind of chaotic energy that, my, that, that show had. <laughs> um, you know, I... <laughs> Uh, I, I really, really enjoy their show. Um, you know, I, I listen to, you know, as many episodes, uh, that, that I have been in, uh, in that as I can, uh, and then none of the rest of them. Um, the, uh, you know, t- oh man, Tanahoney and Darnell have such a good, like such good energy. Like they, Agreed. they, they, you know, and it's funny too, because like, you know, Darnell is ab- is somehow not like the straight man of the whole thing. Um, you know, he is he definitely brings like a certain zhuzh to the whole deal that um, is is just intoxicating to listen to. Um, and it's it's the whole thing is I'm going to tell you something about that show uh, that I think is kind of funny. And I'm glad now that people are finally like waking up to see like how brilliant that show is. Uh, because like one of the first times I was on, I don't know if they'd had too many other guests before me, um, and they were talking about, um, you know, talk about like, oh well, so, you know, so and so could, you know, I, we wish we had so and so on here, and I made some comment about like, well, well Tanhoney, why don't you just go talk to them? And <laughs> what's what's wild about it is that Tanhoney apparently does not realize that he's like the number four overall guy. Um, <laughs> Like he 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 acts you know in a way that is so much different than the other you know type A assholes on the top of that you know the the, the ratings list myself included, um, <laughs> and like that like being in the you know listening to him talk about articles especially when he like cuts out the uh, you know when he when he you know turns off the chaotic energy for a moment and just like starts talking about writing and sort of his you know his experience with it is really really cool. And he's a really, really good author, and 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 you know the the two of them together, you know Darnell kind of you know leading the ship and Tanhoney being cryptic and and horrifying. Oh, man, that's such a, it's really, really it is a really, really good show. I would say 
of the current programming um, that is kind of out there right now, yes, you're probably right. I think that one is the closest to a spiritual successor. Um, and uh, I and, and if that's the case, then I am glad because that is as good a successor as I could have ever hoped for. Their show is awesome. Hell yeah, I love discovering SCP so much. You know, first episode of SCP Authors Anomalous I did, which is what I decided to call that show I talked about, mm-hmm. was actually with Tanhoney and Darnell. And I think it's like, oh, it was so fun. Honestly, it might be the best episode of the entire thing still, yeah. even after I've made four of them. They are they are a they are a very cool tandem, the two of them together. Um, oh yeah. And I have I have really enjoyed my interactions with them, you know, over the last couple of, of uh of of um the the last couple of months they have been you know they are they're such a cool such a cool duo and i'm really really i'm really really glad people are like i said i'm really glad people are finally figuring it out like they they deserve every bit of the the cred they're getting for this right now oh yeah agreed i am i'm very much looking forward to working with them in the future on other content too i really want to yeah same uh okay so do you have any, uh, I think I, I think I already know the answer from what you said, but do you have any plans to ever bring Cactus Cast back? Uh, no, I mean, not, not at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I have gotten to, um, you know, this, this, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm less, much less active now, um, than I have been, you know, in the, in the past, um, you know, not, you know, in this community writing in general. And I think a lot of it is because you know, life catches up to you, right? You're, you're trying to, you know, balance doing, you know, the, doing the work of, you know, writing with doing the work of, you know, being an adult in, you know, the year of our Lord 2022. Right. Um, so it's, it's difficult for me to, um, you know, say any kind of thing concretely, like the, the things that I want to work on, um, you know, I'm still working on, you know, the Project Paragon stuff that I've been doing for a long time. Um, you know, I have a couple of other articles of varying sizes that I've wanted to kind of to focus on. And all of that is, um, all of that is stuff that I, um, you know, it, those, those things are, are kind of my priority now, um, as I've kind of gotten, you know, uh, to, to this place where I'm at now. Um, right, right, and and I, you know I, I I don't want to do anything that would distract too much from that, especially because like now I've got a Patreon, right? Like I've got people who are who are throwing me some cash every month to in you know in in the hopes that I will um, put together something decent for them, like some decent content, uh, and I want to you know I want to try and you know m- meet those expectations um, and and not let those people down. So. Um, you know, being able to do that and a show at the same time, um, yeah, I, uh, I I don't I'm not sure if I can if I can do both. Uh, there was probably a, right, understandable. There, I mean, it it would be very easy for me, like the DJ Cactus of just a couple years ago, to say like, um, oh yeah, like I I can accomplish I can do everything all at once, um, and then you know fail at doing you know or do just a bunch of things kind of half assed. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, I don't think I can, I don't think I, you know, I, I kind of have to be like realistic with myself about what I can and can't do at this point. Um, and, 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 and kind of focus on the things that mean the most to me. So I'm going to say no. 
Uh, it would be fun, but um, yeah, I think I think the time like I, and like I said, I think I've I've enjoyed watching other people kind of run with that uh, as an idea so much that I would not want to do anything that kind of rains on their parade. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. Managing your time is super hard and. Like, especially for creative people, it's so easy to want to start so many different projects up. Um, but you just have to be careful about which ones you actually choose, because the more you have, the less time you can devote to the others. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> and I, uh, uh, I I very much like, um, you know, I enjoy, and this is, this is true, I enjoy going on interviews or going on podcasts more than I like hosting them, um, because it's I, I have a much easier time like I, 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 I like I clearly can't stop talking, right? Like I, I cannot stop <laughs> running my mouth, and it's a lot easier for me to, um, you know, play that off as normal when, when I am being interviewed as opposed to when I am doing the interview and I have to sit back and shut up and listen to what people say. Um, and so it's it is it is easier for me to come on shows than it is for me to host my own. Um, so. I uh, yeah I I probably I think I think at this point in uh, at this point in my life I'm going to leave that to the young people and and kind of retire to uh, just enjoying shows as they come up. All right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so one thing you actually brought up briefly uh, in that in that answer, what is the oh wow all right the name just left me completely. What is Project Paragon? <laughs> Oh, Project Paragon. I started, um, uh, so a couple of years ago, oh man, how much much shade do I want to throw? Um, how much shade do I want to throw for (laughs) this thing? Make this really controversial, come on. Yeah, okay. Let's get the, let's get the community talking. Let's get them mad. So, Bright. A number of years ago, uh, I there was a, the opportunity came up to rewrite, uh, or because there was an article that that Bright had written. Um, it's called the Jack of Hearts, and it was a really really shitty article about this like <laughs> this gremlin thing, or maybe it was a satyr. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it was a shitty little satyr that raped people. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty horrible. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words here. The thing was uh, a piece of shit, and he loved it for some reason. I mean, who, who truly can say why? Um, but the, <laughs> the, the uh, um, you know, it, it started to drop eventually in rating because people realized that it was, it was dog shit. And I came along and I had this idea for. Um, this this article this this thing that I had wanted to, um, you know this this kind of reimagining of that article like I didn't I wanted to take out all of the sexual assault obviously because that's not very <laughs> cash money um, yeah yeah and uh, that's a way of saying it yeah for sure um, and uh, so I um, you, you know I. Uh, I put together this this draft, and effectively, what it was it was a, it was a um, uh, it was a jack, uh, or it was a, a demon, uh, basically uh, that was like this big, sort of invisible monstrosity, uh, and I kind of had this cool picture for it, and 
this thing would it was like influencing like um like uh you know birth rates within a certain town in Alabama like you know because one of the things that I saw a lot of while I was working in Indiana in like a small town in southern Indiana was you know a a bunch of you know especially young girls who had young boyfriends who would get pregnant and then like you know, they couldn't really take care of a kid like that. You know, they either did not have access to contraceptives or they, you know, or birth planning or anything like that. So then they, you know, just have these kids. And, you know, that was, that is one of the fastest way to kind of depress, you know, the youth of a region is to kind of lock them down with, you know, kids that they can't take care of that then get passed on to, you know, their parents or, you know, the kids' grandparents or whatever. Um, you know, it's just not it's just not a very fortunate scene for anybody, um, right? And I wanted to kind of write an article that kind of expanded about that and 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 you know like you know how that process works, like why that is a thing that is was happening in a certain region. Um, and I actually thought the article was pretty cool, um, and I showed it to Bright, and he said, uh, "Oh yes, yeah, it's fine, but like it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the original article." So no, I'm not gonna. It's not. That's you can post it, but it's not a rewrite. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, well, I didn't want to tell him. Like, you know, the reason, the the reason that the uh, the original article was such a piece of shit was because it was like the way it is. Like, you wanted to write something <laughs> differently because the one that you wrote was ass. <laughs> but he was too much of a dipshit to realize that. Um, and, uh, eventually his article was deleted because it was a piece of trash. Um, you know, li- like a lot of other things he wrote back then, um, it was a piece of garbage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway. God. So I ended up... Not mincing words here. No, not at all. And so I ended up posting, uh, my version. It was called The Demon Lancelot. Uh, and I eventually changed the name to The Demon Lancelot in the Valley of Lust, um, once I started to develop a pattern elsewhere. Um... And what I found out while I was doing, you know, because the, so his article was called Jack of Hearts. And I'm like, man, it'd be cool to kind of do like one of these kind of demon articles for each uh, suit in a deck of cards. And I don't know if you know this, I'm going to tell you now, and it's probably evident to a lot of people who have read my articles. Um, in, a, in a deck of cards, right, each of the jacks um, or each of the face cards, historically, um, has been based off of a different um, real-life person, right? Um, in fact, oh, I did not know that. Um, me, I'm going to tell you exactly who they all are here real quick. Um, oh, okay. Okay, so the four kings in a deck of cards are uh, David, the king of Israel, uh, Alexander the Great, Charlemagne, and then Augustus, uh, like Caesar Augustus. Um, the queens in a deck of cards are, um, let's see if I can find them here real quick, are Judith, Rachel, Pallas, and Argyne. Those are all, um, you know, the first two are biblical figures. Uh, Pallas was a, um, is related to the goddess Athena. And then Argyne is an anagram of Regina, which is Latin for queen. Those are the hearts, diamonds, spades, and clubs queens and then for the jacks the jacks are um lancelot um hector of troy uh ogier the dane and um uh, uh and 
who is the fourth? Who am I missing? Uh, oh, sorry, Lahir. Lahir. Um, and, uh, sorry, and it was not Demon Lancelot was the first one. Sorry, Lahir was the first one. That was that was the Jack of Hearts in my article. So, you have Lahir, Lancelot, uh, Hector, and Ogier. And um, I decided I wanted to write a an article about, um, you know... An article per suit, and it would just be like these four unrelated demons, um, and you know that would be kind of a cool thing to do. So I, I did the first one, and people responded to it pretty well. I mean, but it was, it was just kind of a throwaway article, right? It didn't really mean anything. Um, and then, so many, 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 many years ago, when I was just a young man, uh, some friends and I used to play this. It was kind of like a, like a pseudo knockoff tabletop orange or like uh uh rpg that we kind of did like on a, like it was like a forum game in the old internet um like in the olden days um and it, you know there weren't really any rules it was just a lot of us being like yeah well no my guy is stronger um but we we inadvertently created like an interesting lore <laughs> when we did that um and i you know a lot of that stuff is gone now, uh, except for like some notes that I had saved from back then. And so I wanted a way to kind of immortalize some of those ideas. And I was thinking about how I could do it and how I could have it make sense. And then I realized like, oh, well, I can write another one of those demon articles and kind of set that in that universe, right? Where those things were all real. So the second article that I wrote was the demon Lancelot and the flying city of Autopopadopolis. And... Um, that introduced a lot of a lot of things from that old universe. Um, you it introduced a lot of named characters from back then that we talked. You know, we had worked with like the Dragon Barada and the the Deva Lord Relevine and the um, you know Lord Arcturus and all these different characters that my friends and I played with when we were kids. Um, but kind of you know stylized in a way that made a little bit more sense. And then at the same time, I used that to introduce a um, some like bigger world building things that I had been you know working on for a long time. Like that was when I introduced the idea that like the two primordial, um, you know, the, the original two gods sort of in the SCP universe are is and is not. Um, you know, they are the the kind of you know what is what shall be what and what shall or what was not or that you know the this kind of idea that like there are two different two different um you know for like like fundamental forces and that those forces are what are what is and what will not be um and you know that kind of plays in too with like my whole like some established lore that i'd already kind of put together briefly uh, about like the Wanderer's Library and the Serpent in the Wanderer's Library uh, versus Anansa Shisha, um, the uh, the Big Eel in SCP three thousand, and and other stuff too. Like there there are other th- you know, elements of you know that I had worked into it. Some things that showed up in my um, third zero zero one proposal. The the way it ends. Um, it, just, it was just a like a melting pot of different ideas, and people really liked that one. Um, you know, and it kind of it, yeah, it, it created a a kind of cool following. And uh, then, sometime afterwards, the exploring series did a video about that article, 
And he, uh, it was a, an extremely cool video. And uh, I, you know, because up until that point, I never really considered it like a series. It was just like, oh, these are some cool ideas that I kind of want to put in one article and see what happens. It was, it was like a one-off. Um, and I'd also done some other things. Like I wrote an article called Wrath um, that was about some like, you know, fairy demons. Um, and, you know, but none of it was really tied together at that point. It was all just a bunch of these different ideas. And when I read his, when I listened to his video, or watched his video rather, and listened to what he had to say about it, he made a comment where he said something along the lines of like, this is like Dark Souls in the SCP universe. And I had never played Dark Souls at that point. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I need to play Dark Souls now and see what this is all about. Um, so I went and played Dark Souls, and now it's my favorite, well, favorite series of games uh, ever. Um, Love Dark Souls. Yeah, I, I burned through Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 in the span of like eight months. Um, and I think I've got like, <laughs> like you know, 5,000 hours, something stupid in Dark Souls 3 now. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and like it's it very much. I, and when I finished, I was like, "Oh, yeah." I mean, I, yeah, that's this. Yes, that is correct. He is right. That is <laughs> that is what I am doing here. I mean, it was inadvertent, but like that's absolutely what I was doing. Um, so then I was like, "Okay, well, I need to, I need to formalize this. Like, I need to make something of it." So the next article that I wrote was one that I had kind of been writing for a long time, but it was never, um, it was never really. A like it was never really in the um, how do I say this? So uh, to take another step back, a number of number of years ago, I wrote an article called um, uh, or it was actually a rewrite of an article called Titania's Prison, and uh, it was an article set in the jungles of South America, where there was like a, an ancient prison that was built by the, the Bigfoots, um, SCP one thousand. And again, there was nothing in there that was tied to any other lore. It was just kind of a one-off. But I started looking at that article at one point. I was like, man, it would be really cool to connect this to something else. Like, why don't we ever really explain what Titania is? So I had this idea that I was going to write an article about a big tree. And the big tree was going to be Titania. Um, so I, you know, I had an image for it and everything. And then the SCP-6000 um, contest was announced. And it was like, I don't remember exactly what it was, like a folklore contest? No, it wasn't folklore. It was um, fantasy, I think, maybe. I think it was a fantasy contest. And I think that's right. Yeah, and so I decided I was going to do... Like, that was... When I wrote that article and finally kind of put it all together, that was the one where I was like, okay, this is how this is going to be. Like, I'm going to... I'm, I'm actually going to sit down and make this a thing. And so I wrote The Demon Hector and the Dread Titania. And that article did stacks. It was really, really, really good. Um, uh, you know, or rather, it was really, really like it felt good. It was it was important for me to um, uh, um, you know kind of get it all together. Uh, you know, put it all in the same place, and really give me something I could build off of. And that's when I made Project Paragon. Right, uh, where the foundation is suddenly realizing that there are all of these things that are uh, kind of cropping up in, um, you know, the real world or the the real world in the modern world that were that are you know indescribably ancient, like the the things that take that took place in, um, you know, SCP 
48, 40, whichever one Wrath is. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, the, those things took place like tens of thousands of years ago, right? Like it, it's, I, I, I've described the, the, the entire series as being an antediluvian series because like in this universe, the great flood happened, right? Like the biblical great flood that is also described in other kind of texts. Like this thing occurred, but it wasn't, you know, for the reasons that are mentioned elsewhere. It was because there was a demon named or not a demon, a sorcerer named Noah who caused the, you know, the skies to open up. And there are these, you know, these ancient Kings and, and, you know, these, these great empires, the Davites and, you know, the fairies, the humans, the long men, like all of these different, you know, it, it, what I, what I was able to do just by shoving the entire timeline back, you know, 20, 30,000 years was effectively allow myself to write fantasy within the SCP universe, which I guess is what I always wanted to do because I'm having a blast doing it. Um, and uh, the, the, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it was a, it was very, very fun. Like it was, it was very, very fun to, to be able to accomplish that. Um, and, you know, we, people have really responded to it really well. People seem to really, really like that as a, as a concept. Um, and I have a lot of things planned for that series. Uh, the one I'm, I'm going to be releasing soon is the one people have been asking about for such a long time. Um, it's the demon Ogier and the bloody throne of Maladrug. Um, and, uh, you know, that one I'm really excited about. Um, you know, this is probably the thing that I'm going to continue to write for, you know, the foreseeable future. I'll still have a couple of, art, you know, smaller articles here and there. And I, I, I've written two things since then that have both been small. I mean, they're not, you know, bangers or anything. They're just sort of like ideas that I've had kind of thrown out there. Um, and I wrote the last one in just a couple of hours. Um, but, you know, just to kind of keep things fresh. Uh, but these these articles in, in talking about, you know, the ones that I'm going to be writing that are kind of the bigger deal kind of things. It's basically, I think just going to be this for the foreseeable future, just because of like how much I enjoy writing it and how much people have responded to it. Um, and, and the kind of stories I feel like you can still tell within that space. I think that's all very cool. So that's what project Paragon is. Ta-da. Yeah. It's super cool. Sorry. I, I know I talked for like, like 20 minutes just now. About that, <laughs> that's okay. This that's is okay. this is easily the thing that I am um, like the most the the most passionate about right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely tell. That is super cool. I'm very much looking forward to reading some of it. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, it's um, it's 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 fun, man. It's uh, you know, the exploring series or his videos on um, you know that that those articles have been. Are honestly, I think, in a lot of ways, better than the articles themselves. Um, <laughs> his his insight has been honestly really important, and I and I have told him before too that what is so important to me is being able to see kind of that, um, you know, that uh, that getting that kind of insight uh, from him, um, you know, to really help flesh out some of those ideas. I think has been really important for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, super cool. All right, I have just two more questions to ask. Go for it. Um, okay. What do you how do you feel about the current state of the wiki? Uh, it's hard to say. Like I think the wiki's in a good spot, but I think it could be in a better spot. Um, I think there is I think part of the 
one of the reasons the 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 wiki has suffered a little bit in terms of over like I don't want to be super boomer about it, but I think overall quality has slipped a little bit, and I think part of it is because um, you know our standard for deletions got real real low, uh, was really low for a long time, um, really? or not sorry, it was high for a long time. Um, it was you know you had to drop below negative ten. That's pretty low, um, and. There are just so many people in this community now that you know anybody with a handful of friends to upvote their first article could kind of get it over that like plus ten hump, and then it just kind of languishes there. And again, I want to be very clear: I don't think upvotes are a measure of quality. I don't think that they are indicative of anything other than the amount of attention something gets. That being said, it is a very easy way to kind of get a general idea of how like what kind of quality something has. You know there are always going to be exceptions to that, but I think it is the the best way we have currently to do that. With that being right. said, there are just a lot of things that are just sort of eh, and they just kind of languish and they're just not that great. Um, you know, I I don't know what the answer to that is. You know, and and I I cannot I fully cannot be the 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 kind of person I cannot be the guy who um, is. Uh, like making suggestions there because like my position is so privileged within the community. Like it would not make any sense for, for me to come out and be like, yeah, we need to raise the fucking, uh, the, the, you know, the deletion range because that, that makes sense. Like people would not like that very much. And I don't think it's my place to say that anyway. So, um, you know, that is, you know, it, it, is it, is it, you know, something that can be easily fixed. I don't really know. Like, I don't. I don't know what the what the, the correct answer is here. Um, but the, um, you know, I, I what I do know is that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think the wiki is is not in a bad spot. I mean, I feel like there are still great pe- people who are still, um, you know, great. Uh, there's still great writing happening on the wiki. Uh, I just I just worry sometimes that it is being kind of overshadowed by you know just a a, a wide variety of uh, that gets posted you know what i mean i totally got what you're saying yeah. yeah and i don't i don't want to say that all and sound kind of cruel in doing it and i don't mean offense to anybody specifically i just you know those are those are the kind of things that you know become apparent when you are you know cuz i even now you, you know after all this time um, I don't participate with the community or, or contribute to the community as much as I have in the past, but I still read a lot of articles as I see them get posted. And thankfully, most of the ones that I have seen are pretty good. But I know that underneath all of that, there are just a lot that get posted. You know, every you know, a, a handful a week, if not more, that are just kind of middling, and they're fine. But they're you know, I wish, I wish we had a better way to kind of address that issue and address like the inflation of of the wiki right now like we're not running out of slots or anything but you know i i, I kind of wish that was not a question that came up very often you know what i mean right right so i get you mm-hmm. okay i 100 percent agree with you there so what else you got okay uh actually i think this is about a good time to start wrapping this up okay um i have just one last question this is what i ask every guest i have on this podcast sure uh for any creators listening in what is one piece of advice you have one piece of it. about creating art or writing or anything about creating art or writing or anything. Um, I like if I was going to give somebody one 
solid piece of advice. Like the one thing that I have come back to over and over again, um, it is that it is very easy to get um, distracted, right? It's very easy to get kind of lost in the politics of a thing or in the, in the, you know, the, all the different, because, you know, writing isn't something that you do in a bubble. There's always going to be other voices that you hear and other, um, you know, other aspects of the craft that kind of get in the way of, of telling a story or, you know, um, you know, painting a painting or, um, you know, creating some musical work of art or something. And there's always going to be noise, right? And you can't, you can't get rid of the noise. Like the noise is just, the noise is ever present, right? There are always going to be other voices or other, other contributing factors that kind of like, you know, drown you out. Um, and my best advice to anybody who kind of gets caught up in that cycle of noise is to like, just take time off, right? Like just take time. Honestly, and this sounds like a kind of a, like a dumb, simple thing, but, um, you know, back a number of years ago, um, I started writing an article that was going to be the follow-up to megalomania, the, the, mm -hmm. the Donald Trump article. Uh, that I that I wrote back in I don't know 2019 whatever it was 2020, um, and the article that I was going to write was called the monolith, and I was really excited about it, and I worked on it for a long time, and then I got writer's block and I couldn't do anything with it, and my my brain fully shut off, uh, and I didn't write anything for almost six full months, um, just could not put words to page, um, and it was one of the more one of the more like depressing parts of my writing life here because like I thought I just lost it. I like I, whatever the muse was, wherever I got all that stuff from, I thought it was just gone. Um, and th so I took some time off and I just, I went and did other things. Like, you know, I, I stopped fretting about it. I stopped worrying about it. You know, I went and, you know, played with my cats or, you know, went out and got, you know, went to my parents' place and, Every now and then I would sit down at the computer and if, if there was something there, I would put it on page. If, if, and if there wasn't anything there, I would leave and go do something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that was what I was, um, you know, most, that was the biggest deal for me was this idea that, um, you know, I could, uh, you know, take the time to kind of get my head right and, and not spend all of that time worrying about, you know, well, people are going to be worried about this deadline or that deadline or, or anything like that. Um, and the next thing I wrote after that was the Demon Hector. And it it was, it placed second in the SCP-6000 contest. So it must not have been too bad, you know? Yeah, definitely not. So I, I that that is my advice. It, it, you're always going to find, you know, that if you get into a situation where... Um, you're being overwhelmed by noise and overwhelmed by the things that are distracting you from, from the, the thing that you're working on. Just don't work on it. Go do something else. Like this is not your life, right? You know, it, it can be, there's nothing wrong with, you know, art being your passion. That's great. But there's a lot of other things to do out there. And I know a lot of people be like, well, you know, you know, this, this is the only thing I care about. And that's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anybody who, is deeply passionate about the work that they do. 
but I, I like it as a matter of personal opinion. I do not think that your art, you know, your passion should take away from like the actual years of your life that you are given before you die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So agreed. That is my advice. All right, great advice. I could not agree more. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be uh, another episode related to the SCP Wiki with Random and I, as we have mentioned a few times in this, I think. Mm, yes. And uh, horrifying. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is a terrifying episode. Yes, indeed. Uh, prepare yourself mentally. Very spooky. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and after that, you can also expect another SCP-related episode uh, that I'm planning out. That'll be pretty cool, featuring some, uh, like actually, in the animatic special kind of uh, style I did, featuring three very cool SCP authors. Uh, This is my first time ever mentioning this anywhere. If you're listening to this this far, now you get the secret info. There you go. Woo! Yeah. All right, thank you all so much for coming. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sean. See you guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the 12th episode of the Create Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Saxum, and this is the conclusion. I don't know why I bothered saving that. Uh, you probably already figured that part out. Okay, <laughs> nice. Why do I sound like I'm in a hospital? Jeez. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, big thank you to my guest, DJ Cactus, for coming on. That was super cool. If you guys want to check out the SCP Wiki, especially if you've never been on it yourself or you, if you've never read any articles on there, I highly, highly recommend you check it out. Look in the description. I linked some articles that we talked about during this and also DJ Cactus's entire like list of articles down there. And you guys should go check them out. He's a really good author. There is a reason he is the top-rated author on the Wiki. It is well-deserved. As this is an SCP-themed episode of the podcast, I also have three recommendations for some cool things you guys should check out related to the SCP Wiki. First off, well, okay, this one doesn't actually count as one of like my my three things that I'm recommending from other people because this is from myself, but you should check out SCP Authors Anomalous because it's really, really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. More episodes are coming out of that. There should be like three up at the moment. Fourth one is has already been recorded and is going up soon. Fifth one and sixth one are both in the, uh, in the cycle waiting to be recorded. We did talk a little bit about discovering SCP. You guys should also check that out. Link will be in the description. I think I might have also mentioned that one in Random and I's episode, which I actually recorded before this one. Uh, or in the middle of this one, sort of. Um, so if I repeat that there, sorry, but it's really, really good. Anyways, you guys should go check it out. It's worth two recommendations. And I also have three recommendations for other podcasts that DJ Cactus personally recommended to me that relate to the SCP Wiki. This is a fun little podcast hosted by Rounderhouse, a big writer on the SCP Wiki, uh, including multiple guests, including Jack Dragon X. I actually just recently had both of them on SCP Authors Anomalous. They're very fun people. The podcast is really just like chaotic and fun to listen to. I enjoy it a lot. I just always go there and it's just always a fun time. And they also stream their recordings live, which is cool. They're they're fun. I really recommend, uh, I, I think I actually, you know, now that I'm reading this out, I'm actually not gonna recommend an episode because I think I recommend an episode in Randomize. I think I recommended this in Randomize interview too. And I already re- said a specific episode I recommend there. So yeah, but go check it out. It's cool. It's very cool. Uh, just choose an episode. <laughs> it's good, I promise. It's uh, still starting out, so there isn't much to choose from. So I struggled to actually give a recommendation because I like them all. Uh, oh, DJ, you know what? DJ Cactus was on the third episode. That's the one I recommend. Third episode. I'm pretty sure it was the third episode. It's the one where they played Uno. Go check that out. The second one I would like to recommend, or third if you count SCP Authors Anomalous, is Foundation After Midnight Radio. It is, this is just a really, really cool uh, podcast set in-universe in the SCP Foundation. It is the SCP Foundation broadcasting their news like it was a radio show 
to other members of the SCP Foundation. It's really, really cool. I haven't listened to a ton of it yet, but I've enjoyed a lot what I have listened to. Definitely go check that out if you're looking for something that's really cool and in-universe, like uh, just a really awesome story. And the last one I would like to recommend, I have not actually personally listened to this, but Cactus recommended it and it looks really, really cool from what little I have seen. Find Us Alive is another in-universe thing um, that details uh, like these. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know what, I'll just give you the little synopsis that they have on their page. Find Us Alive follows the strange developments at Site 107, a small foundation research site trapped inside dimensional anomaly SCP-6320, as narrated by the site's radio operator, Dr. Harley. Super cool uh, in-universe. Um, show once again I really highly recommend checking it out again I haven't listened to it yet but I am so excited to because that sounds so cool and honestly their logo is <laughs> just automatically excites me a lot because it's just really really neat looking um, yeah definitely check all of these out they are super good podcasts every single one of them really worth your time and they could also just really use some more attention um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening this far in. I appreciate it a ton. I'm your host, Sean Saxum, and I will see you guys next time.